0: I feel great hope for the Jazz. I think once everyone's healthy, we're gonna be really, really good. Like before. There are some stumbles, but as my mom would say, they their butts are in gear. They're they're doing well.
1: DJPK brought you apart by Zero Res. When they clean the carpets and tile, it's not just clean, it's zero res clean. Just $33 per room cleaned. You deserve the best. You deserve zero res. Schedule with zero res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for zero res carpet cleaning. There's Jill with the open mic. Butts in gear, PK. That's the key. The butts are in gear.
2: My butt is always in first gear.
1: (laughs) Ready to grind. (laughs)
2: Never in 10th gear?
1: Never flying around the velodrome?
2: No, I'm never out of control, man. You don't want me in 10th gear. For for many people, they need to be in 10th gear. But 10th gear, really, for me, is just like second gear.
1: I'll have to do the math on that later. Okay. All right, we got questions today. Question of the day up. We got a couple of good ones up at uh, Facebook over the weekend. Does uh, anybody feel dirty? for rooting for the Lakers to beat the Suns. It was in the Jazz' best interest. Cleared the path to the one seed. All the Jazz have to do in the final week of the regular season, and we are down finally to the final week of the regular season, all they have to do is win three of their last four, and irregardless of what the Suns do, the Jazz will be the number one seed. If the Suns drop a game, the Jazz can go two and two. That was a that was a big L for the Suns, and I know they had the tougher schedule down the stretch. And this was a road game, and they their balance of road home. They they had a lot of road games down the stretch, but that was pretty disappointing. That was a shorthanded Laker team. No LeBron, no Dennis Schroeder, no Kyle Kuzma. AD goes for forty two, and the Lakers win pretty comfortably.
2: Yeah, I think that was part of it for the Suns' perspective. They weren't really competitive. It was a bad game. Aiton was just a total non-factor. they had got to find a way to get him more incorporated. What, do you only take three shots? And that, He's too good of a player to be that minimalized. Uh, and I realize uh, Cam Payne, but I would go by Cameron Payne rather than Campaign. Payne. Uh, he had a very good game. And Booker was a little slow there. But from the Suns' perspective, it's better to have Booker slow now. Uh, because I believe in the law of numbers uh, when it comes to proven commodities and shooting. And uh, Booker's had a couple of off games uh, better now than uh, in uh, a week and a half or so uh, when the playoffs start uh, to have him do that. So uh, I think that uh, that's that was a surprise. But the Jazz, I think the number one seed, I've, I've changed my mind on that. I think it's vital at this point. So go get it. Uh, it really can be beneficial for you. So that was big in giving the Jazz uh, a potential stumbling block because I do think they beat, uh, who do they finish? Uh, Oklahoma City and Sacramento. Yep. Uh, was it a Friday and Sunday? Yep. So they should be able to win those. Both those games are on the road, I get that. But they should be able to win that those games. Uh, tonight and uh, Wednesday, uh, I'm not so sure about. But I've sort of doubted these guys to an extent, with the injuries and they have really found a form and that that's good to see so uh, go ahead and and take care of business you know you win these next two games then i don't think there's any doubt even if phoenix were to go undefeated that you get the the home court and that sets yourself up set yourself up nice and gear up and see where these two injured guys are and and hopefully the uh, thing comes back on Friday that says uh, ready to go <laughs> or, or been upgraded because now they sent out the injury report and I get it and it's big uppercase out O U T capitalized <laughs> and it just screams at you every time you see that so I'd like at least see questionable <laughs> obviously you want to see probable uh, but. We'll have to see how that uh, plays out for the next week or so, because I wouldn't put it past the Jazz being able to win the first round without either of these guys. Now I don't want that to happen under any stretch. We'll worry about that next week. Uh, but the way they're playing, they're playing some good ball. Keep it going, because then, you know, if you roll into this uh, last four games what's the winning streak now, three or four games? No, the winning streak is now five. If they win these last four, they'll have a
1: nine-game winning streak for the third time this year, not counting the 11. I was going to say there would be three Niners and an an 11. 11. Yeah, Yeah, if they win out, which is, I don't know if it's uh, certainly possible, whether it's probable or uh, not. It's not remarkable. (laughs) It's almost expected.
2: Uh, to a degree, yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough three tonight of the four, and Wednesday.
1: Yeah, three of the four are on the road. And the Jazz have sure. been a much better team at home than on the road. Oh, they have they're, the best
2: record by like five games in a conference at, at home. Yeah.
1: it's uh, So I expect they're going to lose one. Um, okay. And it may be tonight. Maybe, uh, maybe so. But it, this is a weird time of year. You don't know how hard the other teams are going to go. Uh, I mean, Sac-
2: Portland's going to be good. I think both those two, the two games tonight and Wednesday, I think they're going hard. Yes,
1: it was the other two I was getting ready to reference. Uh, I, the thing about Sacramento, even though they have nothing to play for, they're not going to get into the play-in tournament. Uh, but that they've won six out of eight. And one of the two losses is when the Jazz humiliated them. And they bounced back from that with a four-game win streak. So, of all the things you can say about Sacramento, they are not mailing it in. They are not officially eliminated. Mathematically, they could make it, although it's really unlikely. Um, they got to catch two teams, so it's pretty unlikely. Sure, but in
2: my mind, that game means nothing.
1: And it could literally mean nothing, because if the Jazz win the first three, then they've clinched. Or if they win two and Phoenix drops one.
2: Right in my mind, that game means nothing. You think they're going to have it locked up before Sunday? Right now, I do. Subject to change, (laughs) (laughs) but right now, I do. Yes. So in my mind, that game Sunday is a practice game. You play Joe and Rudy fifteen to twenty minutes, let them break a sweat, and then you get uh, uh, what's his face Doke. Get Doke out on the court. He hasn't been out on the court for a good long while, and he's healthy now. Get him twenty minutes. Uh, that'd be actually be great to to see what he's got, uh, too. So that's that's what I'm thinking as far as Sunday. Sundays, is pretty much going to be a practice game. I could be wrong, obviously, but that's what I'm thinking. And that means even if those guys were to be hurt and not come back, man, if they if they go in on on a on a little bit of a streak here, then the guys they have should have a high level of confidence, which can only bode well, I believe. For that, have some success, you know, and it took them a little bit, and they've divorced themselves from the stretch of playing 500 ball. And really, at that point, all signs would be pointing up. I don't see how you could argue. And I get a jazz fan. It's it's almost too good to be true. It's something you've been waiting for. In some cases, we I'm sure we have a percentage of listeners who literally have been jazz fans since the very day they moved. What was it, seventy nine, eighty, mm-hmm. somewhere around there? And so you've been waiting all this time, and it's hard to believe. What do you talk about? This could be our year. I didn't see it coming, but hey, it's possible. It's not it's not a reach. By any stretch. And I get it's hard to believe. And when it happens, you're just going to be dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. I, I, it's, uh, you know, the, the Red Sox, you know, the, the, they were dumbfounded when it happened, right? That they actually did it. And, uh, and the Florida Marlins had more titles than you for a while. I mean, come on. They're not even the Florida Marlins anymore. <laughs> 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 but yet it happened. It did happen, so who's to say? And I'm sure you know you'll feel that way if the Padres or Chargers ever do it. Like I've been, I've been a fan my whole life, literally. You've been a fan of those two ball clubs, ball clubs, virtually your whole life. I remember the Padres came after you were born a little bit, but still, you get the point. A long, long time, and like it's almost like it's too good to be true. I understand that completely because I was there. It's always like when the Devils won a Rose Bowl, it's like I hadn't suffered enough. So I don't know that I had appreciated it because they they weren't even in the league 10 years and they got a Rose Bowl, right? And the only one they got. And now you've suffered enough and they <laughs> yeah. won't give you a second one when you'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I would appreciate
1: it that much more. I think when you're a fan, it's... Um, I would have appreciated if the Air Coriel Chargers had won. I was in high school and college for that era, right? And I wanted it. I'll never want a championship at this age the way I wanted one at that age. Too much has happened in life. It's too clear how unimportant that is and how little impact I have it. And I'm just like a distant observer somewhere in the galaxy watching these these athletes do what they do. So, yes, I've suffered more, but it would have meant more then.
2: Uh, I wonder if that's true. Oh my gosh,
1: you should have met teenage me.
2: (laughs) But I realize your fandom was more intense. But tell me about it though, DJ. The Chargers win. Who the hell are you thinking of?
1: Well, uh now with him in LA, I would have many mixed feelings, but I would think, Okay, forget would the Chargers think of, then. I would they think go of my Padres. Dad. Well, yeah, because actually and to my dad, I mean, he loved football. I don't want to downgrade football, but baseball was his thing. That's what okay. he played in high school. And it's not right. that he didn't love football cuz he but baseball was his thing. If the Padres were to win the World Series now, I would think of him.
2: I've told you. So that would mean more than you were a teenager. Because when you're a teenager, you're not thinking
1: about your father passing. No, but I would have celebrated with him. I mean, we. That's why it would
2: mean more.
1: We had, in retrospect, such an odd relationship. (laughs) You know. It's called father son. I guess so, probably. (laughs) Over here, we had all this conflict. (laughs) And no matter how much conflict there was, if there was a big game, yeah. We were in lock step. I've told you the story about calling him on his right, birthday. Right, I'm an adult. Right, right, and right. mom's passed away, which brought us closer together because we both you know, felt that agony. Yes. And I called him on his birthday and we talked on the phone. I was in. This is when you could. This is when the phone was attached to the wall and you went into another room. So you FaceTimed him? It was in the before times, kids. No, I did not FaceTime him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go back in the back room. I talk to him for an hour. My wife says, yeah, it's Dad. I'm on the phone. Yeah, it's a birthday. Fine. Tell him I say hi. Right? And so we talk for now. She comes out, and she asks me, did he get our gift? I don't know. I didn't ask. Did he uh, go over to your uh, cousins? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, did they come over to? I, I don't know. What did you guys talk about? And 20 minutes on the Padres, 20 on the Chargers, and 20 on the Aztecs. And we hung up the phone so happy. It was, it was perfect for us. Kind of failed everybody else's expectations. But you're right. If the Padres wanted now, my mind would go straight to him. And there has been enough suffering and agony. And they're that doesn't their, mean
2: more. I'm telling you that. You don't yeah, even know it. That will mean more. Probably
1: don't. I can't believe they're going to pull it off even now. And so I, I got you, some guess, exactly. And, and the thing is that I, whereas other years you've told me they were going to be good and I just totally slapped it down, this time... I'm on board. They should be good. I'm stunned. They're only a couple games under 500. It's also a really long season, so there's no sense getting all worked up. You know, there are flashes of what everybody's talking about. Uh, But baseball is also weirder than the NBA in that, you know, teams catch fire. The the late, great Florida Marlins, who are no longer the Florida Marlins, it wasn't that those teams were, you know, 105-win teams, but they played well when it mattered. You know, they had a good month in the right
2: month. For the record, they're not a couple of games under five hundred. Over, over. Well, you said under.
1: Oh, I meant over. uh, Yeah, I thought they were 18 and 16.
2: They're 19.
1: 19 and 16. I didn't credit for the win yesterday. My bad. Uh, All right, we got an open mic in. Dwight, I get your point, though. The Jazz fans, there are Jazz lifers. There are, you know, the, the people who are 15 or 20... 15 or 20, when the Jazz went to the NBA Finals in 97 and 98, 23 years later, what are you, you're 38, you're 43, you got your own kids, you're telling them. Yeah, right? And so it's hard to believe. And this is a year that I think the optimistic people had him second or third in the West. Those were the optimists. And now number one's right there. Let's go to the open mic. Who do we have, Yock Got Dwight here. He's a
0: longtime listener i have been a jazz fan since day one i was a wee lad when pistol pete was my
1: idol i had a poster of him on my wall even though he was old when they moved to utah i still fell for the jazz day one baby
2: yeah so uh, it's got to be almost impossible to imagine because how long we've been going now we're, we're approaching 45 years, do the math. I suck at math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't do math on the air. I think it's 43, but I'll have to do okay. the math for you. But that's, it was it was the fall of 79.
2: Fall so, of 79, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a long long time. And so if you're in your f- 50s, uh early, even 60s, 70s, whatever you are, and you're a, you're a fan from day one to think that it could happen this year if and when it happens, it it is it is almost going to be an unbelievable experience. It really would be, and I think that. And I get it for you. Your fandom has subsided because you're mm-hmm. anybody who's in the business. It happens. Your, your fandom subsides, but still, you hearken back to your childhood. Yep. And I think you would be caught up in the moment, and you would be giddy. Understandably so. Uh, you should be. At that at that point, if you can't be giddy, if a team wins a title, when the heck can you be giddy? And so it would mean something you'd think of your father and all the the countless discussions yeah. of uh, players. Th- yeah, this man Mike Ivy can't throw the ball back to the, from the catcher. And uh, how about Santiago? He can throw you out. That's from, so funny from, from you from said that. Knee. That's
1: what I was thinking.
2: Yeah, Dad's you know like, I, mean?
1: I love that arm, but could he just stand up? I mean, the arm is amazing, but could he
2: just stand up? <laughs> right. And yesterday was Tony Gwynn's 60th birthday. Oh, I saw I think, that on if Twitter. Alive and Tony yeah. Gwynn. I mean, oh. come on. And hey, who doesn't like Tony Gwynn? I mean, Tony Gwynn has like zero enemies. Everybody loved Tony Gwynn for. Yeah. What he stood for, and he stayed with the franchise, and he's literally Mr. Padre, the statue out there. and
1: All interview team on top of everything else. What a,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everything he stood for. Yep. yep. He, st- he stood for all that was good. And, and it's baseball, right? <laughs> and, and so I, th- I would love to be here. I, wanna, I wouldn't mean much to me, but to see my neighbors and and just Uh, the community at large. On
1: on a hot summer night to win the title, people would be spilling out, hugging each other on the streets.
2: Even if Fauci said
1: not to? Absolutely. I think that would go (laughs) out the window. I mean, a few hardcores would mask up, but I think a lot of people would be, bleep it, they won the title. And there'd be some people that would be like, yeah, we're outdoors, way safer than indoors.
2: Well, we saw that last summer under certain circumstances, large gatherings were just fine, depending on which side of history you're on. So uh, we haven't talked about see that going forward. But go ahead. We haven't
1: seen. We've talked about the golf yesterday and Rory McIlroy winning. But I thought the galleries are getting a little bigger on tour, and maybe it was just the angle. But again, they're you know they're outdoors and the wind's blowing a little bit, so that clearly makes it safer. so, and, and Rory, one more win for the Hall of Fame. That's the number that's been beaten into my head by Bob Casper every time he comes on. 20 wins and you're into the Hall. That was 19 for him,
2: so. Oh, uh, yeah, well, it's inevitable. It Let's is. See what he He'll get do. another one. Uh, ne- next week's a major uh, PGA, right? Yeah,
1: we got, uh, well, de- yes, because now it's Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got one more tournament and then the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the end of next week is what, yeah. So, so that'll be
1: uh, the start. That'll be the first weekend of the... NBA playoffs, right? Good. Yeah.
2: Uh, the, the Jazz the will have a
1: Game 1 while yeah. on the same weekend as the PGA Championship.
2: Good. There's there's room on my calendar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, don't give the Jazz the one thirty Sunday tip time. You <laughs> watching a PGA then? They won't. I don't even think they get uh, I understand what you're saying. Unless but, they uh, play the Lakers.
2: <laughs> if the Lakers yeah. are 8,
1: then... <laughs> They won't give it to the Jazz, but they'll definitely give it to the Lakers.
2: And and I understand the idea of being cautious because it is literally almost too good to be true. So you don't want to set yourself up. I appreciate that. But you're still in. You're still in. And let's see what happens because I really believe they've got an excellent chance.
1: Take it one series at a time, PK. One series at a time.
2: Well, I mean, I look at everything from start to finish. But I can see this team being in the NBA Finals, and I would not be floored.
1: All right, DJ and PK, coming up next, we're talking with Tim Roy, play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors. Knew him a long time ago when he was in Sacramento, and I was in Sacramento, and he could tell us about championships up close and personal because he was with the Warriors when the Warriors were brutal, and he was also with the Warriors when the Warriors were unbeatable. We'll talk with Tim next as the Jazz play the Warriors tonight. Stay with us. DJ PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time to welcome in Tim Roy, play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors. Tim, good morning.
0: Hey, David. How you doing?
1: Doing well. Doing well. Jazz and the Warriors playing tonight and I'm curious with the Warriors it seems a little up and down and maybe a little bit of that is riding Steph Curry's greatness and he can't be an A++ every night but uh, where are the Warriors right now and, and how good a performance do you expect them to give the Jazz tonight?
0: Well, they're playing they're playing well uh, they've been kind of uh, forced into tightening the rotation because of injuries and and you know they're missing a bunch of bodies here you know they haven't had, Clay Thompson for two years. But uh but they're but they are who they are. They're a five hundred team because they don't have the depth they used to have and because like you said, you know, if if, if Steph is not having a great night, it's gonna be hard for them to beat really good teams. Um however the you know, you can look at it, you know, glass half full and say, Well, they've given away a bunch of games, which they have. Uh, but is that, you know, is that part of being a 500 team or is, or are they a team that, that is better than their record? It, you can kind of argue it both ways. But, the, you know, the bottom line is your record is who you are. They're a 500 team, but because they have Draymond Green, because they have Stephen Curry, they're a dangerous team. And so, uh, on any particular evening, they can, they can play really, really well and give people problems. But, but to me, the, the rebounding issue against Utah and the fact that um, you know the Warriors don't have the type of wings they used to have uh, is a real problem.
2: So this season, obviously gutted with injuries, and even within the season, we know Clay Thompson. But uh, I thought Wiseman is a player, and he's out. We'll see what he comes back. Pashall's out tonight. Uh, but my thought for you is which of the younger guys, whether it's Poole or or whoever it might be, that they've been able to develop and get experience that should actually benefit them next year when they're expected to be a lot better?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I, I think Poole is a guy that has some potential. Um, you know, the game has to slow down for him a little bit, but he can score, and he's he's got more of a – of a, of a game than you think he has when you look at him, if you only see him a couple of times a year. Uh, he's got a really nice in-between game now that he's starting to develop, and I think that's going to serve him well. Uh, but, again, he's – and and that's why I keep uh, saying, guys, that, that this is important for the Warriors to get to a play and to try to get to a playoff series because – you know, that's a, that's a, an experience for Wiggins, it's an experience for Poole, and it's, it's an experience for their younger guys that haven't been in this situation before. And plus, I think you always learn in a playoff series, you know, the guys you can really trust and the guys you can't. And so I, I think it's a really important stretch for Golden State.
1: So as a, you look at the uh the playoff race jazz fans may or may not be rooting for teams to try and line up the easiest path the warriors have 3 titles and i get that group is gone but when you're looking like you're kind of on line for the 8 seed give or take a little bit does anyone get wound up about that stuff
0: well um you know they do and they don't i think i think there is a there is a little bit of a title hangover here you know where uh, I think people, you know, demand the best. But I think what's happened this year, uh, guys, is that with Steph playing so well, I think people have gotten caught up in that. I mean, he's really having a fabulous season, and if it's not his best season, then it's right there with, with one of his best seasons. And and um, I think they've got, kind of got caught up in that. Plus, I think they're also, you know, facing reality. I think last year was a real culture shock for them because. Especially for our young fans who who weren't there during the the dark days, if you will, uh, the early 2000s. And uh, so I, I think I think last year they kind of got the cold water in the face moment. And I think this year they're back to reality. Okay, how can they build to try to maximize the last few years of this nucleus? And and so so I think I think they're beyond that. I think they would be excited if they got into a playoff series. And I think you know depending on how it you know shapes up. You know, if they could get to eight and stay at eight, and then you're, you're playing is either you know Damian Lillard, a Bay Area kid, or it's going against the the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that would be nice, nice little high drama there.
2: Is Wiseman a keeper for the future?
0: I think so. I think what, what, you know he's. Uh, the problem with uh, to um, really seriously analyze Wiseman is that you have to constantly pump the brakes. Not only is he was he 19 when they you know coming into the league. But he's also a really young nineteen. And by that I mean he hasn't never really been seriously coached. I mean high school and nothing against his high school coach, nothing against Penny Hardaway, he worked with him a little bit, but but you know he hasn't gone through a year where he's being corrected and he's being challenged and he's being you know it, it, you know he's played three college games, have a handful of practices, and you know played ADU ball and high school ball. So that's the kind of player you got, and really raw. But he has talent he has length he's one of the quickest big men i've I've ever seen he can really get up and down the floor and and so to me you know it's like when you're raising your kids you know they don't know what they don't know and so you have to make sure that they're aware of that And so i i think you know if if you guys have me back on if you're nice enough to invite me back on next year at this time i think that's the that's the time we'll be able to say okay here's what they have, this, is gonna, you know, this guy's going to be a player. I can tell you this, I know I'm talking to former uh, Jazz big man Jaron Collins, who's been a coach of the Warriors for the last few years, he thinks he's going to be really good for a long time. And so, and Jaron's seen a lot of great big man plays, you know.
1: So I'm curious, given the, uh, given the experience you've had calling Warrior games, and it's, uh, are you at 25 years now?
0: This is my 26th. Yeah, 26. one of the Warriors in 32nd okay. in the league.
1: Okay. So I'm curious. There's been a lot said about, hey, the J- the TNT guys have been big on this. Uh, you know, they were out in the first round. You can't go from being out in the first round to winning it all. And largely in NBA history, that's true. And yet, the Warriors are a team that had very little playoff experience when they won their first title, and they didn't have Durant at that point. He was there for the second and third ones in this in this uh, last decade. So, I'm curious what you think of the Jazz' possibility of going from out in the first round without Bogdanovich in a bubble, you know, all the qualifiers to can they get to a conference final, an NBA final, or a championship? What are you thinking?
0: I think it's 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 very possible. In 2014, the Warriors were out in the first round. They lost to the LA Clippers. 2015, they're raising the Larry O'Brien Trophy in Cleveland. So yes, it can happen. And I think personally, I think for the Jazz, you know, the the karma and the cards are falling into place here because the you know the Lakers have been banged up. Can they flip a switch? I think the Lakers are going to miss Rondo in the playoffs. I really do. And I think that it's a lot different even in front of a couple of thousand fans than it is in a controlled environment like last year was. And so, you know, the, the Lakers shot really well in the playoffs last year, really well, I mean, and some guys above average. And so I think that's, to me, I, I, I think the door is wide open for Utah to take this this year. And when I'm looking at their numbers and looking at their personnel, it reminds me of a Warriors team, you know, a three-heavy team that – has uh, multiple uh, wings who can guard different positions, and you know you've got uh, very good rim protection like the Warriors have when they had Bogut and Azili and people like that. So yeah, I think I think the door is open. I think it's wide open, and I don't. There's not a team in the East I think that I would be totally terrified of. Uh, the only team that I think is really going to be a, a hard team to deal with if they're healthy is Brooklyn, and the only reason there is they don't play much defense, but they've got three guys that with a shot clock winding down they can throw the ball to and they can get a shot anytime they want. So that to me would be a, a real problem, but I think the door is open for Utah.
2: So you really see some similarities between those great Warrior teams and what the Jazz are doing this year with the offensive production, I guess.
0: Yeah, you know they, they don't have a Curry or you know they don't have a, a, a Clay Thompson, if you will, but they have a lot of guys that that can get can score, and they have a good they have a uh, they have good guys coming off the bench. You know the Warrior depth was always a big deal. You know when you have you know pros like you know Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, in this case Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Yeah, I do see some similarities. They've got you know the the rim protection, uh, and and again they're they're well coached. And they've got guys who can guard multiple positions. And I think if you, you know, if you can get that going and and find that way, uh, then then I think the, I think they can they can do it. You know, the only you know the only issue for them I think would be if teams can can, you know, slow them down and grind it out. You know, just make it a real you know tough you know gritty you know uh, battling series. That that would be. That would be, I think, an issue for them. But I, I do see some similarities for them, and, and the numbers are, are there. But again, I think the only thing that that to me would separate them from a Warrior squad, you know, is the fact that the Warriors had Curry, and, and that's always, you know, that was always the next factor. You know, when things were going badly, Curry could just raise you up for a, a quarter, a game, a week, and 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 that was the difference maker for them in, in winning in two thousand fifteen.
1: Jim Roy joining us, longtime radio play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so I know a lot of the country is uh, licking their lips at the thought of ooh the number seven Lakers and the number eight Warriors. There are plenty of Jazz fans who are worried about facing the the Lakers early. Uh, but is that maybe the best time to catch them before they get any rhythm as they're trying to put all these guys back together? and And do you want to see that seven versus eight game?
0: Well, from a broadcasting point of view, you go, oh, that that's would be great drama. You know, it would be be awesome. I think that would be a lot of fun. And it, let's face it, it's Northern California, Southern California. You don't have to say much more than that. You know, the Bay Area does not like L.A., and, and I think the feeling's similar. But but um, so, yeah, there's all of that there. That would be great fun. Now, if you'll, you'll lose that game, and all of a sudden now your back's up against the wall. It's different. But that's what the play-in is designed to do. So I think that that possibility is great. The Warriors' final game of the regular season is against Memphis, and that could be a real epic, you know, finale. You know, a battle maybe for eight or nine. And so uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But but yeah, and I would I would I would love to if if I were a team like Phoenix or Utah, I would love to catch the Lakers early before they kind of get their collective breath underneath them and before you know, Anthony Davis gets into a kind of the groove that he can get into and, and LeBron's back and moving well and everything else. Yeah. I would love to try to get them early and get them out of the way, uh, as opposed to seeing them maybe two or three series down the road.
2: What is the attendance like for tonight? What's allowed?
0: You know, um, it's been going up in increments. We had, uh, 4,100, uh, on Saturday night. So I'm expecting a little bit above that. Um, you know we've uh, there's a great uh, testing program that the warriors have set up for fans so those who have not been vaccinated can get tested and uh it's worked out really well and it's just great having fans back you know i mean it's it's uh even even with just four thousand it's a different atmosphere you know there's more of a jump in the building and and everything else and i just you know i just can't wait to you know announce in front of a packed house again and that's unfortunately gonna have to be hopefully for next year but uh you know hopefully the the worst is behind us
1: so these uh four thousand or so fans are these uh the people paying 50 bucks sitting 10 stories in the air or these in the million dollar bunker suites
0: it's 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 scattered throughout the entire building. So um, we have some that are downstairs, some that are upstairs. So there's various you know pricing and and you know and I think you can um, you know if you looked if you took a snapshot from the top of the building down, what you would see is people you know all arranged all throughout the building, and and so uh, so they're really trying to do a, a good job of keeping people you know separated, but also You know, getting the people, you know, who want can get the up close experience and and for those who want to, you know, be up top, they can be up top. So, um, you know, so far, so far it's worked out really well. It's really weird because the Warriors were ready, ready to do this last year. And, and, uh, because of the major owner of the Warriors, Joe Lacob, this is what he got started in. He founded vaccine companies coming out of college. And so he knows the whole drill and the Warriors have had plans in place to do this since like last spring, a year ago. So, um, it's interesting to watch it, you know, go into motion and, 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 uh, to see it, you know, on a first-hand basis.
1: Well, Tim, we appreciate a few minutes and we will definitely invite you on next year. So we'll get an update on Wiseman
0: then. Well, you know, you know, with, uh, Bogdanovich is 48, you know, the last time a jazz player scored that many was, Carl Malone, he had 56 on the Warriors back, and I called that game, too. <laughs> I remember those days. We remember Malone that game. Malone and Stockton would come in yeah. and, and crush the Warriors. So. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim.
1: Tim Roy, radio voice of the Golden State Warriors, a big believer in the jazz right there, PK. That was about as I think that's about as good as an endorsement as you're going to get.
2: Outside of what I say, of course.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
2: But, uh, yeah, if he sees similarities, but at the same time, they don't have, the Jazz don't have a Curry, and I get that, but how close can Mitchell come to Curry, and are some of the other guys, are they better than that Warriors thing, and he debunks the thing about, oh, you need to lose in the playoffs, uh, first round, second round, third round, and then you're finally ready to go, I, I I don't buy that. Uh, He debunks it too. I think that uh, if you're good enough, you can win right now. And let's see if they're good enough to win right now. One thing about this season, even though it's fewer games – In my mind, it seems to have dragged on even longer. (laughs) I guess because by this time of year, we're in the playoffs. I was going to say, your body clock is what's going on there. There's a lot to that. We've been talking about, let's get to the playoffs. We seem to have been talking about it for at least four weeks now. But we're normally, what, the first round's ending this time Yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah, Yeah, Mother's Day's playoff games. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us.
2: And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Of course I rooted for the Lakers and I don't feel dirty because we treated them like our dirty little brother that they are. They're not that good this year
1: and we needed the Suns to lose, so we commissioned our little brother to go get the dirty work done.
2: I don't care who has to win in order for the Jazz to get the number one seed. Jazz played hard this year. They need to be rewarded with that easy bracket to get them to the Western Conference Finals so
0: that they face the Suns, bring it on, please
2: our
1: dirty little brother that was funny who was that it's Dwight, the Dwight. regular yeah I recognize the voice but I didn't have the name for you yeah thank you Dwight good work Dwight uh you know th- they aren't that good that year that is an interesting take right there PK uh they were 28 and 13 after 41 games that's a pretty good sample size that's exactly half of the traditional 82 game season 28 and 13. I can't have many complaints about that. Now I get it's gone, it's gone wrong, and they've had injuries and you know missed their two stars, and that will mess up any team. We just had Tim Roy on, and you know they've been without Klay Thompson for two years now. Curry's been hurt on and off in that time span. He's largely played, so yeah, the Lakers have gone ten and seventeen, and that's a problem. But I can't dismiss them. They aren't good this year. They've been good lately but they were plenty good enough to start the year that they, they looked like they could be on track to repeating as NBA champs.
2: And I also don't think it's going to be an easy bracket if they are in uh, things that look favorable to them bracket-wise. I don't think it's literally going to be easy to have to advance through it. I believe it's going to be difficult because I believe the teams that, at least in the West, with the possible exception of the Spurs, the teams that are in whoever will be the eight teams – uh, and we know six of them uh, that I think that all eight are going to be decent and so I don't think any of it it's going to be easy to even to get out of first round to get out of the first round. Uh, you're going to have to play well.
1: Yes, I think that um, depending on what happens in that play in series, uh, and we talked about this earlier in the show, I think the Spurs are the one team I would look at and say that could be easy but let's see a show of hands. Who thinks the Spurs are going to win two games and get there? I don't, I don't think they are. And they're the only one that I would describe as easy. Memphis, the Jazz would be heavy favorites, but they present their challenges. Obviously, Curry can give you nightmares if it's the Warriors.
2: Yeah, I agree with all that.
1: I think probably the second team, and I don't think there's any way that they'll... I think it's very unlikely they'll drop date, although mathematically could happen. I think the Blazers... Would be something, but I, I think the Blazers are going to hold on to the sixth spot. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to blow this. They have a tough schedule down the stretch, but I, I think they'll hold the Lakers off. They've got the tiebreaker and a one game lead, so I think they'll be all right.
2: Either way, I think they're going to be hard to beat. I mean, they always they don't ever seem to get swept. They seem to be tough to beat. They eventually lose, yeah, but they seem to be tough to beat. And are you going to, you know, you teased your big time change for reasons that the Jazz fans would love, and they never got to it. Thank
1: goodness you're here, PK, to keep me on the straight and narrow.
2: Don't tease something that you're not going to get to.
1: The Blazer game has been moved from 7 to 7.30. National TV. ESPN, baby! For whatever reason, that really bothered Jazz games, that that Friday game was only on local TV. I mean, they won, and you saw it, so. All right! I guess if you're a Jazz fan out of state and you don't have the NBA package then that would tick you off a little bit maybe we're seeing some of those people on social media but there you go the exposure that BYU has gotten with football and the Jazz fans crave gonna get it Wednesday but the game gets pushed back from 7 to 730
2: yeah I don't know how much you have to fight for that at the pro level right? win and, and it takes care of sport. itself uh, but if they want to flex that game and fine it, it doesn't matter to me I was going to watch it either way <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? All right. Uh, more feedback coming in here. People uh, tweeting at us. Um, is Bojan the best role player in jazz history? And people, what about Clarkson? Joe Ingalls is alive. You have forgot Adam Keith. Oh, no one's forgotten Adam Keith. We just don't think he's the best role player in jazz history. I was going
2: to say, I love Adam Keith. No one's forgotten. No. I don't love Adam Keith. <laughs>
1: I mean, right nothing now. against but, him, but, but I don't know that I love Adam. You Hatton. haven't forgotten him either.
2: If I would have known him better, I probably would have grown to love him because I was in the locker room once when some TV person came in and inter- interrupted an interview that Adam was doing with a guy from the Provo Daily Herald, and Adam snapped at that person and
1: hey, said... we're talking oh, here.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> and then when it was over, he looked at me, and I said, uh, wow, that was pretty cool that you did that, because the Provo paper being one of the smaller papers that we have and a TV person thinking they're all that. And Adam looked at me and he said, bleep him." <laughs> <laughs> and sounds
0: that's enough. why PK that's has an right? affinity for Adam <laughs> Keefe now. He's a
2: Stanford guy. Yeah, but still, you know. Well, I appreciated that he was in the middle <laughs> of conversation him. with a person trying to do a job. And Adam, there was there was that they had something going on. I was just standing there listening. I wasn't butting in because they had something going on. And I appreciated Adam for doing that. Huge chest the trailer
1: says, I love it when PK goes out on a limb like you did just there. I think there's no question the Jazz clinched the Kings game, clinch before the Kings game on Sunday, unless they don't.
2: I could be wrong, but <laughs> I think the Sunday game won't matter. That's my big prediction. But predictions are what they are. I think that the Jazz will and it's not just them winning three straight. You know, I'm not sure what Phoenix does.
1: Phoenix can you know, drop a game
2: if I go by what they did last night, I don't like Phoenix's chances. So yeah, I'm thinking that that's that that's my hope. The jazz uh, have to go to Sacramento for a practice game. Well, if the jazz
1: win tonight and if Phoenix sees that window closing, I wonder if they start resting, guys.
2: who Phoenix? Mhm, yeah. That's an interesting uh, and irrelevant comment there because uh, if you have an opportunity to rest Chris Paul, why not?
1: If you figure we're probably going to be the two, uh, uh, let's just rest Chris, you know, at this point. The, the path is, and, and the, they've got a narrow path to get there, and it gets much narrower if the Jazz win tonight.
2: Well, he'd be the only guy I'd be worried about resting.
1: All right, DJ and PK, we're out of time. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. Stay with us.